Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. On today's episode of Down the Wire, episode 20, so you know we had to do something special for it, like maybe our first special guest ever on the podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Chris Platt's going to join us from the Chair Shot Radio Network, talking NBA basketball, MLB, the playoffs are crazy, and I'm still in California. All this and more coming at you down the wire. Okay. Episode 20. Down the, the wire, baby. One. What? We've, the big one. We've the big one. 20. 20. Almost, our podcast can almost drink. As our guest uh, chugs something from his red solo cup, looking mm. extra professional. If you, if you didn't hear the intro, because, you know, sometimes people just skip right over that shit. We have... Christopher Platt, none other than the, uh, I would say, pretty close to either you or PC Tunney. You are like the chairshot.com prostitute. <laughs> you get spread around to pretty much every podcast on this network. Well, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Aesop Thomas, an uh, honor, pl- privilege, and pleasure to be here. And I guess I am the chairshot whore, huh? Like I said, it's either you or Tunny, man. I mean, it's worse things to be in the world. No, no, at least you get your rocks off. Hey, right we, hey, we, we've we've put your voice in our podcast before already. I mean, with some ads and whatnot. So th- this should be nothing new to people. It was like the first three episodes. Yeah, we've kind of stopped doing that bit. since, but <laughs> all right. Like... Gee, gee, thanks. <laughs> 
congratulations though on 20 episodes man that's a big deal i really dig what you guys are doing and i'm excited that you guys invited me on thank you from the bottom of my heart well thank you thank well, you i mean we've been this is like the only thing we look forward to every week so this is all we have left right now regarding ourselves regarding each other like as a, a combined entity because you know I have other stuff that's way fun. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm in L.A. right now, okay, asshole? So I'm doing shit, too. <laughs> yeah, look, I was, I was beefing you up. You know, you were going to terrible L.A. Angels games. Hey. Rocking those Hawaiian shirts. Hey, hey, L.A. Angel, Angels, look at this. I'm going to say this right now. Angels Stadium of Anaheim, which is a terrible name for the stadium. That's the first thing. They got to find a way to rebrand that. Look, I mean, get some sort of company in there. If American Family can do it, any of these companies can. Like, one of the best experiences I've ever had at a ballpark, honestly. Super nice park. We were 10 feet away from catching Brandon Marsh's home run, and Shohei Otani also went yard. So, that was about all we could ask for. Uh, what about, like, uh, Preparation H Park? <laughs> We we should we should have a segment where we just like worst companies that could sponsor a ballpark. Sounds like a pain in the ass to me. <laughs> ah, hey. 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 Oh man, I set that one up. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of a softball than baseball. Yikes! <laughs> but I mean, we was there was like a lot of great baseball this week, and we were even able to watch it. Shohei Otani was Player of the Week. He just got named Player of the Week for it too, and he homered every single game of the week except the game he pitched, and he won the game he pitched. He struck out eight players. So, uh, hey, and he entered himself into the home run derby this week. Really? That's going to yeah. be electric because he hits bombs, man. This is all he does uh, is hit bombs. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I am bad. I have uh, cautiously avoided the Shohei Otani train because I, I – just didn't think he was going to continue this historic run of being a pitcher and a DH. But I have been proven wrong. He's doing and, some uh, Babe Ruth shit. Yeah, not only have I been proven wrong about bats, but I owe you $5. The Clippers eliminated the Jazz mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. And I, I still can't even believe that shit. Happened. Dude, Clippers, Jazz... What a series. The NBA playoffs has been insane, I think. I was going to start it off with saying how I would probably put this as one of the craziest slash best playoffs in my lifetime right now, I can remember. Very not chalk. Don't know what the hell is going to happen the entire time. And not just because the Bucks are in the Eastern Conference Finals, but the entire playoffs has been fantastic to watch any game and shout out to the clippers man for ridding us of the scourge which was the utah jazz nobody oh, in america wanted no to the jazz one. in the goddamn finals like nobody no one oh, no one wanted rudy gobert to get any satisfaction after what he did to us no. the last year no look 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 uh, say what you want about rudy gobert uh mr like mr covid because he is <laughs> That man, when he touched all the mics last year and then got COVID, or yeah, like the entire locker room's COVID, I'm not going to lie. And they gave it to Donovan one Mitchell. Of the things, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But how do you not like Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell is a stud. And that that poor man did not get 
on the NBA first team, and I have no idea why. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. How do you have the best record in the league, and you're not even you're you're not even on the we'll even go second team. How are you not on the All-NBA team whatsoever? And I'm not mad at Rudy for what he did. Obviously, the Mellon Farmer didn't know he had COVID. I just don't really like him as a player. I think he's overrated. Good defensive Great. guy, but greatest Greatest nickname in sports right now, Stifle Tower, baby. That's awesome. <laughs> you will, cannot convince me otherwise. The Stifle Tower is a fantastic nickname. It's also it probably the best nickname not in the conference finals, too. So there we go. They are officially oh. done right there. It's <laughs> done for them. I honestly have no idea how. That's probably the most. Now, which one's more surprising, though? The Jazz knocking out the Clippers, which without Kawhi Leonard for we don't know how long. I mean, there's been so many rumors on he's going to be gone for day to day. They're going to just keep announcing it. And then there was people saying that next year he's not going to play because he's got a partial tear in his ACL or something like that. The uncertainty with Kawhi throughout this whole thing is really weird. And I think if we see something where the Suns are running away with this series, we're going to hear worse news about Kawhi Leonard later on. Uh, look, I uh, I agree. But as much as I was wrong about the Clippers beating the Jazz, I did tell you that playoff Paul would be coming around the corner. Look at Paul George, baby. He has been dynamite for that Clippers team. I don't know what happened, uh, but he got some type of uh, adrenaline shot in the arm, and that man has been going off. Who's had a, a bigger face turn in the last couple of years than Paul George? Because even within these playoffs, everybody was shitting on Paul George, and then he came up huge in the last couple of games of that series. So shout out to Paul George. Yeah, I mean, Paul- has Paul George ever really been a bad guy though? I mean, especially after dude like crippled himself for Team USA. Right. Like you could be disappointed in Paul. But you could never truly hate Paul George. I don't think people hated him like he was a villain. It was a hatred of, why are you playing like this? I mean, we thought the Clippers were the second best team after the Lakers assembly in the NBA. And that's how it was supposed to be. And it didn't look like that these last two years. I mean, in the bubble, Paul George was virtually useless. I mean, just dog shit player might as well have had tony snell running up and down for you okay and it looked like it again a little couple of times here like if Kawhi leonard didn't have a big game paul george was very useless at some points over here he needed to play well in order for them to win games now with Kawhi leonard being gone he's taken on the role of their star player and he's only been dropping 30 that's all he does he's just a guaranteed 30 now Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So we're recording this on a Monday evening, and I think last night we now have our new Paul George, which everybody is going to, the guy that everybody's just going to shit on <laughs> in basketball. And I, I, I low-key, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. I feel bad. I, I truly feel bad for Ben Simmons because, I mean, this kid, what is he, 23, 24 mm. years old? Yeah. And the whole world hates him right now? Look, Ben Simmons has been shit on for quite some time. It's not been... Hey, 30 million no jumper is crazy. 30 million no jumper is crazy. I mean, that's nuts. Come on. The only person that got ragged on more than Ben Simmons is Markel Fultz. And he's just starting to shake off those uh, those horrible... Hey, uh, they miss Markel Fultz right now. Bad. Bad. All right. So let me, let me ask you guys, man, because I, I live in Atlanta. Full disclosure. I'm not from here, but I live here, and that's a cool story. But if you're the Sixers, what the hell do you do? Because, number one, if you trade Ben Simmons, you're not going to get market value for him because everybody's been watching the playoffs this whole time. And, number two, if you trade him, you're banking on a good, what, five to seven-year run of a healthy Embiid. We know that shit's not going to happen. And you make your team – notably worse if you get rid of him. So I, I don't really know what they do, even though they're two best players. I don't think they could play together. But I, I think they what, just what gotta I, I think they gotta just accept the fact that like yeah Ben Simmons is a really good playmaker, but he should not be playing guard for us. I that's what I think it is. They obviously he's scared to shoot the damn ball. I he took one shot, one outside of the paint in the entire playoffs, had the worst free throw percentage of all time at 34.2%. Oh my god, what? That's ridiculous. Lower than Shaquille O'Neal and Wilt Chamberlain were the last two records. And this man is the point guard, okay? Like, what are you doing out there? I don't know what you would do. I think that all those trade rumors are a little bit much right now. Like, he's obviously not right in the head he's got the yips if i've ever seen it before it's it's all mental right now it is all in his head and 
to be honest, I think what they need to do is phase him out of their point guard role and just let him play next to Embiid and make passes from the paint if he wants to do something like that. He's 6'10". He's big as hell. Let him do his thing. Use his body. Get to the rim. But he does everything else well. He's a great his the, the best part of his game is his passing ability. He's six ten, he's left handed, he's a great rebounder. I mean, talent wise, he's got the talent to be the best player in the league, but they need to hire him a life coach or, or get a psychiatrist in there or something like that, man, and, and, and figure it out. Cause yeah, he's in his head at this point, and that's no bueno for a professional athlete. They have to be realistic initially. He is not a, the number two guy. And they need to not try to make him the number two. And, and especially when you consider, what was that, a couple of years ago, you know, they, they more or less, these Sixers chose Ben Simmons, uh, Tobias Harris, and, and even even their coach at the time, Brett Brown, they picked those guys over Jimmy uh, Butler. And just think, if they would have had Jimmy Buckets on this uh, team, could have been an entirely different story, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a big mistake, not keeping Jimmy Butler. Obviously, we can say that now in hindsight, but I, that you bring up the point, point about the coach, and I don't think we're talking enough about Doc Rivers and how he might be one of like the most overrated coaches of all time. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, man. Number one, the Jimmy Butler thing. They wanted to keep Jimmy. Jimmy didn't want to be there because he didn't respect Brent Brown and he knew what he saw what it was. But I'm glad you brought up the Doc thing, man, because it's funny. They always the media they always list Doc in the top five best coaches in the league. I always let it slide because he was black. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I, I, I didn't want to say anything publicly and, and, and dog another brother. But I mean, I, I you know. I think that his shortcomings, I think he's been exposed between last year with the Clippers and this year. I think he has been exposed. I mean, the reason they love him so much is because he's really good with the media. He's charming. All the media people like him, so they prop him up on that pedestal. But, yeah, as as much as everybody wants to shit on Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers, some of that shit got to go over to Doc Rivers as well. I mean, this motherfucker couldn't make any adjustments whatsoever throughout this entire series. And on paper... There's no way in Hades that the Hawks should have even been in the same league with the Sixers. No, none. He 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 has the most game seven losses of any coach of all time now. Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah, Doc. Doc should be looking for a job, my friend. Um, yeah, I, I don't quite understand why they always beef him up so much either. And uh, to to your excuse, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, now you at least got like Nate McMillan and uh, Monty Brown to look up. To. Monty Williams. <laughs> Monty Williams. Put some respect Monty on his Monty, name. Not Monty Brown. Not Monty Brown. Not the Yikes. <laughs> Shout out the prototype, though, man. I thought he was going to have a career, too, and it didn't work out for him. So, yeah. Well, it was, you know, he had to donate a liver or something like that to his brother. Like, I think that's what happened to him. But, yeah. But yeah, at least you got at least you got much better uh, coaches to look up to there. Yeah, I, I never quite understood that about Doc Rivers either. The guy only had one title uh, at, at all with like that, four it, Hall of Famers on his team. Yeah, that KD was coaching that team. Let's keep it a bucket of ass. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what a Rondo Rondo's a toss up Hall of Famer, right? For the Basketball Hall of Fame, he's probably there. I mean, and then Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and. Garnett, I think they're all there now already, right? 
Oh, don't forget Brian Scalabrini, too. Oh, and Kendrick Perkins. Like, come on, man. This team was just stacked, dude. They had Shaq in there, like, a couple years later. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Doc Rivers was carried by his players. To be fair, the, the Basketball Hall of Fame is pretty much like the WWE Hall of Fame. They let anybody in that Mellow Farmer. So, Rondo yeah. probably yeah. did. Like, Ben Wallace got in. So, yeah. Whoa! Ben Wallace, he's, he's all right. Player, though. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's just not. <laughs> there's not There's not a lot. It doesn't we take a whole about lot. This. We talked about this the other week when they announced the, uh, the inductees. It, there are some definitely some questionable ones. First of all, I'm sorry. I don't like Paul Pierce. I think Paul Pierce is overrated. Very overrated. Uh, in my opinion. I know. He had some amazing years. Uh, in the early 2000s, but really, like, post-2007, is that, is that when they won? Yeah, 08, 07, somewhere around there, sounds right. After that title run, dude, he's absolutely terrible. He's just trash. And don't even talk about his retirement tour through Brooklyn and the Clippers, where he was just fucking shit, man. There was nothing he did not in a Celtics uniform as well, so... Y'all do realize he was in, like, year 10 or 11 when they finally won the title? He's, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer. Up. He's supposed to be good his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Or at least yeah. most of it. Right. Yeah, because Shaq was balling the fuck out those last three or four years. Huh? Yeah. Hey, hey. He so was no, fat no, Shaq. He was, that's fat shaming right now, Chris. Now you're fat shaming. All right? Because <laughs> Shaq was – when Shaq had his – thyroid problem yeah maybe he wasn't as great all right how about that all right hey he was busy not only being a basketball player but being like a miami dade county police officer as well and a dj as well like come on he he sells printers now haven't you seen his printer commercials we talked about this last week like he's I never, I never understood the cop thing. Like, it's, it's Shaquille fucking O'Neal. Who the fuck is buying dope from Shaquille O'Neal? Why does like, he need a gun, either? Like, he, he doesn't need a gun, either, if he's a cop. Like, come on, it's Shaq, man. Like, that's not going to stop him. He going to show up in that Papa John's wig and mustache. <laughs> we were talking about that, too. Oh, it was Papa John's. That's what it was. Yeah. Amazing commercial, by the way. Great I commercial. Great commercial. So, so do, you think, do you think Doc Rivers comes back next year? I would say yes, if I were to say. It was his first year. It was Honestly, he was very forgettable as the Sixers coach this year, I felt like. I found myself being like, oh, shit, Doc Rivers coaches the Sixers. Like, I forgot all about it. But I'm pretty sure it was his first year. They're going to they're gonna blame Ben Simmons more than they're blaming him this year right now, it looks like, too, on top of it. So if Ben Simmons is on the team next year, that would be more surprising than if Doc Rivers wasn't on the team. If that made sense. To to be fair, I mean he did they he did push them to the top seed in the East, and they were other than y'all Millie Walker team, they were probably the best defensive team all year. So yeah, he, they're gonna come. He's gonna come back, but I don't know what you do with Ben Simmons at this point. I think a change of scenery would be great for everybody, but where does he go? I mean, to be fair, I mean he's got that thirty million dollar price tag, but to be fair. The Celtics found a sucker to take uh, Kimba's contract, so anything is possible. Okay, but now you're talking... Are we ready to call Kemba Walker terrible on top of it? Because their return for it was way worse, in my opinion. I mean... 
people. He's just damaged goods. He was damaged goods when they signed him. Kemba Walker. Injury-wise, he's fucked up. Kemba Walker was overrated coming into the league as well. He was not worth uh, worth that draft pick. Uh, that what was he? Is he second overall, third overall? Ah, uh, like no, I think he was like seventh. I think he was a little bit later. Really? Yeah, he was a little oh, later. Well, well, I I don't know. Kemba Walker was never worth the amount that the Boston Celtics uh, gave up for him uh, in that trade. Uh, and, man, Sam Presti down in Oklahoma, uh, he, he that is a madman, right? Because how many effing draft picks do they have? 36. Know, 36 the in the next, like, five years. He's got, like, a, like a potential of six first-round picks in this year's draft. Including, first like, picks. yeah, including, like, two in the top five and three in the top, like, ten or something like that. It's, what it, is the hell? You know, but honestly, how do you not take that trade if you're the Thunder and they get offered that? You give up Al Horford's terrible contract. You lose Moses Brown, okay, whatever. You get a first-round pick and Kemba Walker back? I don't think that's a bad trade for the Thunder at all. And Presley's got a good track record here. I, I mean, I, be, I believe he drafted Durant, Westbrook, Harden. Harden all in back-to-back-to-back years. Steven Adams. Like, he's got a pretty good track record when it comes to these draft picks. So maybe they can make it work. And, I mean, they're a small market team. So they're not going to – nobody is, is jumping off of small porches to go play in OKC. Beautiful city, but nobody's trying to do that. So the only way that they could possibly be competitive is to see if they can hit on some of these draft picks. What else are they going to do? And I promise you, before this year's draft, Kemba Walker gets traded again for another first-round pick. I, whether or not it's this year's draft or not, I don't know. But there's, I'm almost certain Kemba goes uh, elsewhere. I don't know where, but uh, they don't need him. They don't want him. They, Kemba does nothing for the Thunder going forward yeah i i i get it i get he he had a really rough stint in boston he did not look good but he is like the best charlotte hornet of all time to be fair and that's got to be worth a little bit of whoa 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 whoa. Uh, alonzo morning just called and he's cussing your ass okay okay kemba's the (laughs) all-time scoring leader what whoa 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 baron davis is there too bro oh my god stop <laughs> what yeah right right cody zeller's second too on all of this that's your guys's <laughs> list what the fuck man i i don't know i I'm, I'm just saying i don't think i'm ready to say kemba walker is terrible yet to the point where he's not even worth a first round pick in return for the thunder or for the celtics good man those lower extremities on him man he's damaged goods he's it just is what it is. He's damaged goods. He's hurt. The only, the He's only time Kemba, the only time Kemba ever showed up is when he played the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's when he went off and dropped forty-five fucking points uh, on an average, and it was like, oh yeah. And, and you know how many times people referred back to his games against the Bucks? I saw them constantly when, uh, be- like, right before he was traded to uh, to Boston. So like. They're, I don't know. I don't know. I, Kemba's just so overrated to me. I can't even believe they got that good of a first-round pick for him. It's absolutely maddening. But, like I said, 
Sam Francis. They didn't get a first round pick for him. They didn't. They gave up a first round pick with Kemba. I'm talking about uh, Sam Presti here. Sam Presti is a damn wizard. Yeah. And I'm giving him all the props in the world. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck, man? Should we talk about the other side now? About the, I feel like these the if you watch the ESPN coverage, which who does because they suck lately, uh, for a while actually now, but they have all been talking about how these teams have lost this last week, how the Hawks or not not about how the Sixers have lost versus the Hawks and how the Nets lost to the Bucks. Can we talk about the guys who won? Can we talk about that? Like this is their moment. The, the we'll start with the Hawks because we'll dive in with the Bucks, but. How about Trey Young? I mean, just absolute animal in the postseason right now. You can't even name five players on the Hawks until this last run here. Like, a guy who single-handedly, and with help from his favorite white boy, Kevin Herter, took down the number one seed in the East. The Hawks are low-key a good team, though, man. You know, I, yeah. I have my, I have my reservations about Trey Young. I thought that maybe he was a, a good guy, bad stats type of guy on the Sharif Abdul Rahim side of the game. But no, he's a he's a dog, and he didn't even play that well last night. But he wasn't scared. And you know, Gay Simmons. You know, a lot of people get lemon booty there. But no, they're a, a decent team, man. The Clint Capella trade that took them to the next level. Bogdanovich can play. Shout out to Opie Taylor last night who played the game of his life <laughs> you know what I mean and Collins can play like they're, they're a good team and Nate McMillan I don't know why it never seems to work out for him because everywhere he goes he wins yeah uh, dude and that's the whole reason why they've been talking uh, kind of tie the conversation together they, they were talking about Nate McMillan leaving for Boston now so uh, I, I was I was talking about it last week that I thought that that might affect the Hawks a little bit going into uh, this Eastern Conference Finals and the potential of losing to the Sixers, but clearly it didn't. They show up for Nate McMillan, and it, and you're right, Vlad. Every time Nate McMillan steps uh, onto the floor as a coach, is those teams play for a man. And also, I take offense. I could definitely name five players on that Hawks team. It was it was uh, a it was just a sly Adam real quick. Okay, that's all I, I it was it, supposed to it. be. Uh also speaking of people playing out for Nate McMillan, you were shitting on Tony Snell and Tony Snell is having a career year. Thank you very much. Well he just was a bum on the box. He literally ran around on a court everywhere. On the twenty everywhere else. Literally was running around on the court for 29 minutes and didn't get a stat. You remember that? You, I know you remember that. He, re, he didn't get a stat for 29 now. minutes. Didn't even get a stat, man. No steals, no blocks, nothing. 29 minutes. That man was, he was, he should have just been on a treadmill. The hell was he doing? You do have to give him mad credit for that because you know you're an NBA player if you can do that. Right. You Ultimate I mean? team guy there. Ultimate team I, guy. Just, just, just running around for him. I, Fucking A, man. He's a better version of Wesley Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fair, man, because Wes was a dog before he tore his ACL. That's not fair to Wesley Matthews, man. Hey, we've, 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 we've experienced Wesley Matthews at Marquette and in Milwaukee, and he was all right. He's all right, but, like, 
honestly, he he's was, a very he was fucked up by he, the time he got to y'all. Though. He's he's an like, overrated everybody. role player at best. I mean, like everyone knows he's going to be a role player, but like, is he really going to be that much of a role player? It's like you never get you never know what you're going to get with him. I also, um, what did I want to talk about next here? Should we just move on to him? The the should we just move on to our hometown? The fucking Bucks, man. Why did they not just win this in six games? Instead, they they should have just won it in six games. And now Bucks and six is now officially Bucks and seven after this series. But they had no business losing the first one. They let Kevin Durant score what a million points in that game, forty nine or something like that. And they still he he still put forty on their head yesterday. And Thank God Kevin Durant is built like such a fucking freak that his feet are so damn big. And he, just from having large feet and stepping on the line, the Bucks are now in the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. Let's go. Let's, let's, yes. Good shit, man. He, he was tired, man. He literally gave everything he had. He literally gave his all. And that last shot, you could see it in his face. He was just dead ass tired. He was on the floor the entire game. Just like he was in game, what was it, game five. And if he didn't do that, they wouldn't have won. But Kevin is planting his flag right now as LeBron starts to slip as the best player in the league. I don't even think it's close yeah, right now. Yeah, and for I sure. Mean, re- re- respect to the Milwaukee Bucks, man, because that was, that was the game of the year. That's probably the best basketball game I've seen in, in years. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I don't want to hear shit about James Harden anymore. Everybody always wants to talk shit about James Harden. That Mellon Farmer was out there on one fucking leg the last three games. <laughs> that game seven, he was doing every old white guy at the rec trick he possibly could <laughs> to be a factor in the game and try to give him something. So I don't want to hear shit about James Harden anymore, man. But I, I don't think it, there's it, it, any doubt about Durant passing up. I think he solidified himself as the best player in the NBA after that series, no matter what. What? Well, I think I saw the stat. It was like... Uh, over the course of the seven games, Kevin Durant didn't play like eight minutes or something like that. Fuck. Some, it was something insane. Damn. Like, holy fucking shit. No wonder he was tired. I was I was cracking the joke all day. Uh, the Bucks made the Nets suffer Jeff fatigue. Uh, and oh. that, that's what was going on, baby. Uh they were exhausted. And not only were the Nets exhausted, the Bucks were absolutely dead tired, too. They had to call a timeout in the second quarter because Giannis was sucking wind, dude. And that's Giannis, man. Giannis usually don't uh, don't be doing shit like that. But he looked like, like a YMCA basketball dad for a hot second. Well, And I think there's no doubt that I can say – if Kyrie Irving's playing this game, like, we're not having the same conversation right now. Kyrie Irving really stepped up, I think, as an NBA player and gained a lot of respect, I think, to, through this series as well, too. And the the Nets' ultimate demise is they just couldn't stay healthy this year. They, they played, like, 15 games, 20 games with all three of them on the court. And it shows, like, they need those three guys on there. I was, you know, you're looking at other stuff, like Joe Harris was really helpful for them. My new least favorite player in the NBA got to be Nick Claxton. Like, fuck that guy, dude. All he does, <laughs> just, it's not even, he's not even good. It just seems like it always goes his way. 
Like, whatever he's doing something, Nick Clax is the luckiest fucking dude in the NBA. He guards Giannis and gets a foul on him. He guards this guy, gets the foul. Ball just falls right to him. He can slam it, dunk it. Like, Nick Claxton does, it just is always in the right. And it's not even looks, it doesn't even look like he's good at basketball. It looks like he's getting bailed out all the time. But the Bucks, shout out to the Bucks, down 3-2. Had to go to Brooklyn still with Kevin Durant and James Harden, who are a way better duo than Giannis and Middleton. But they did have the third holiday, of course, too. I I did not think there was any chance that the Bucks could do this with two of the Nets superstars playing because they didn't look like they had it in the beginning of the series, obviously. But shout out to them for the comeback there. Down 2-0 to start and down 3-2 to still fight back. And now the Bucks look like they're the favorite to get to the finals. They look like they're the favorite to win. But we, we have to also point out, though, Tom, it was a one-legged James Harden. You know, game five, yeah. he was out yeah. there. He was clearly just a decoy. Right. We talked about his performance in game seven. But, yeah, a, a, a healthy Kyrie or Harding, this series goes completely different. But you know what? I'm not taking that away from y'all, man. Next man up. It is what it is. You got to play with what you got. And you, you all showed some heart that I didn't think you had. I thought that if the Nets kept that game close, Y'all would fold like a cheap rug, but you didn't. Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday played like shit for three quarters, but he came in, he came through big in the fourth quarter as well as overtime. Middleton hit some shots in overtime in the fourth quarter as well, and Giannis focused and hit his fucking free throws. Like y'all won that game, man. Yeah, y'all well, won that game. I gotta tip my hat. You, we gotta give credit to the Brooklyn fans because them counting for Giannis definitely helped him. I don't care. I know they were trying to be, uh, like, funny as hell and trying to rag him and shit, but I promise you that helped Giannis play better because he was able to get those shots off within the 10 seconds, which, is, yep. you know, that had been, that'd been dogging him all fucking playoffs for him taking 13 fucking seconds to shoot a goddamn free throw. And thank you, Brooklyn Nets fans. I, I guarantee you they do. Uh, the Bucks fans start doing that going forward well and thank you for this this eastern conference finals but if they make it to uh the nba championship they do it there as well well and i'm going to say thank you to ben simmons too for shooting so terribly at the line that it really took away from Giannis's season from the line too (laughs) as well too for a callback to him um so do we both do we all think that we're going to see buck suns finals is that what we're going with then here it's the safest bet. Uh, I, I, I do. The Suns are so good right now. They terrify me if I'm a Bucks fan. Um, I, I will say, though, that the Bucks match up better against the Suns than they do the Clippers, uh, I, I guess, you know, realistically. But, I, I mean, look what the Suns are doing without Chris Paul right now. They're still taking it to them. And then you're going to add – uh, that guy, you know, a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, man, they they're really good right now. I will say this: I'm originally from Cleveland, so I saw a lot of Tyron Lue during that Cleveland run in the playoffs a few years ago. His most underrated and best attribute as a coach is his ability to make to make adjustments, and I saw that firsthand. Now, that being said, 
if there's no Kawhi in this series at all whatsoever, I don't really know what adjustments you could make versus this Suns team. But I don't want to count them out because of that. But I mean, that's got to be the the you know Buck Suns. That's got to be the leader in the clubhouse at this particular point in time. I just wanted to throw that caveat out there. And I think right now, as the Bucks fan seeing this, we got to take on Atlanta because Atlanta is just riding this Cinderella story right now. So you got to stop that before it keeps rolling. There's no looking forward. Absolutely not. But the Suns. DeAndre Ayton is what scares me the most because I know Devin Booker is going to give me buckets. I, I, you can expect that. That's fine. Chris Paul, he's going to manage the game well. He paces better than any point guard probably in the NBA right now. DeAndre Ayton, he just looks like a Greek god chiseled this man. I mean, just absolutely ripped, strong as hell. He's big as fuck. He's got to be seven feet two sixty five like 4% body fat. And he is really coming alive in the playoffs, obviously. And against the Bucks, like, who do you throw on him? Giannis? Like, I don't think so. Do you throw Brooke Lopez? Like, who, who guards him? This guy has potential. And Clint Capella probably would have the best shot of anyone on the wet, or on the East at stopping him. And I think he's making him look like, you know, his bitch for the night, too. I'm not super worried about uh, Aiden as much. He, he's, he's, don't get me wrong, he has definitely been coming to form uh, in this playoffs. In fact, you've seen that a lot. A lot of new superstars truly emerging from this playoff. Like, like uh, Platt said, Trey Young, man. Trey Young is looking like a bona fide stud. Well, and Donovan, if you're those that 2018 class, just to interrupt you real quick, just so we can have a point, like, who's mad at who they picked? The Suns got Aiton, uh, Doncic is on the Mavs, and uh, Trey Young on the Hawks. Like, who's mad about it? Luca's the best player. They're obviously not in the draft or not in the playoffs anymore. And the other two use those guys to ride them to the playoff run. One hundred percent. Yeah, up until about what three weeks ago when they beat the Lake Show, Aiden's claim to fame was he got picked over Luca. But this fellow farmer has made himself some money in this postseason run, like it, it, unquestionably, without a doubt, right? Yeah, oh yeah, big time, dude. And I, I, I like I said, superstars are just popping up out of this playoffs run, man. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is looking like a true superstar. L- like I said earlier, absolute shame that he didn't even make it onto the, any all-NBA team, which is just ridiculous. Um, but, but this playoffs is looking great. Uh, and now we're finally going to have like, uh, man, we're going to have a new champion, a new NBA champion from a bunch of either teams that have never been there, you know, Phoenix and, um, LA or teams that haven't been there since the seventies, you know, with the, uh, like, Hawks and uh, what's it called? Uh, Hawks and Bucks. So this is going to be a fantastic Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, and eventually NBA Finals. Yeah, this is this is really really good for basketball to have some change because without having like these superstar players in here now too, there is sort of that like you said new superstar appeal to these. And 
you know, a lot of people find themselves rooting for Chris Paul, who's been in the league forever, and he's never got his ring or never had his chance to get there, and he's taken a team like that. Devin Booker is now moving himself up the ladder on players in the NBA. Paul George having a little bit of a rebirth, like you said. It's it's nothing but good right now, and I'm all for it. It's been it's been great. It's been great. Shout out to Devin Booker, by the way, who has been the NBA's best kept secret for the last few years. Like he even got the Kobe rub. Kobe even you know anointed this guy or co-signed this guy. So shout out to him and Chris Paul. At this point, he's on the Tom Brady side of the game at, at this point in time, man. I mean, is, is he as good as he's ever been? No, but just his presence in the locker room and just his mere presence has totally transformed that organization. And similar to Tom Brady, he's got a lot of young studs around him that can go out and go, and you see what's happening with it. And that Chris Paul shaming could end right now. Uh, we, we Again, talked about that last week. Chris Paul gets... So much hate for no one when that man is a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. And you can even even though the Suns are still doing well right now, you can see that they miss him on the court. Yeah, should be a great playoffs. Should be a great playoffs. Um we'll move, let's uh here, let's try something else here. You guys um did you guys hear what the NCAA this morning? The new New rules on the compensation to reduce their amateur status. Now, I oh. really, I, I, I don't really quite get it. It's like educational compensation. Like they can give them like a free laptop now and shit like that. It, it seems like it's going to be exploited as a loophole here to just start bribing players with whatever the fuck they want for an educational purpose, like new cars because they can't get to class or shit like that. So. I mean, obviously we know that they we need these guys to get something for their name, image, and likeness probably along the way. I think we're all in agreement on that. I'm not sure about you, Chris, but I think me and Dave see eye to eye on, like, if these guys want to sell an autograph, let them sell a fucking autograph. It's not that serious. But do you think this, like, obviously it's in the right direction of where they should be going with this, but... I don't know if this really does anything right now. It's uh, it, it just seems more of a bribe tactic for recruiting now than actually getting something done with this whole situation. The NCAA is so full of shit. Let, let, let's just start there. Yeah. They're just completely and utterly <laughs> yeah. full of shit. I, I think we could all agree on that one, right? And I, I think we're getting closer and closer to these guys and, and the women as well being able to be compensated, which they should. I mean, they these mother farmers generate billions of dollars for these universities, and it's a fucking infraction or a violation if somebody buys them a cheeseburger. Like, none of that makes dog sense. We can all agree to that. And I think that the tide is changing slowly but surely, and I think that's why you see a lot of these older coaches like a Krzyzewski or a Roy Williams. I think that's why they're starting to get out the game now because they see that the tide is changing. And, I mean, these Bell Farmers should be compensated. And if I'm the NCAA, I'm partnering up with the NFL. I'm partnering up with the NBA and doing what I can to try to incentivize these guys to end women to stay in college longer because ultimately that's going to fortify our game like you, you know if you go back to like the 80s and shit like that like Patrick Ewan had four years of being on television at Georgetown so by the time he got to the league it was a big fucking deal and he'd already named, made a name for himself 
that shit doesn't happen now. It's one and done. So these obviously these rules are antiquated, and they've got to do something. So if this is going to improve collegiate sports, I'm with it. And if, and more importantly, if these athletes can get compensated, I'm definitely for that. Now, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like you were saying, Flat, like, if they could work together with the 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 professional leagues, the NCAA would be so much stronger. Now, you know, you were saying if they can work together, at least from the basketball standpoint, the NBA is moving away from working with them. That's why they opened up their, like, directly to G League uh, whatevers. Isn't that what they started last yep, year? Yeah, they started, like, you're now allowed to go to the G League to sign professionally, which I don't know how you worked that out, but that's a whole other thing. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, so, uh, like, right then and there, there is no incentive to go to college for a lot of these, like, A-list stars. You know, so it, I think if you had someone that had the same level of hype as a Patrick Ewing, who had four years at Georgetown... There's no chance in hell that he goes to Georgetown. He goes right to the G League, signs with, you know, whatever uh, Albuquerque uh, isotope, you know, team, and starts, you know, lighting it up, and then eventually gets a two-way contract by midseason, you know, and that dude's making millions right off the bat. Well, it's going to be very telling this year, because the two big names, at least, I know are Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuminga. Those were the two that were like top 10 guys in the class that went to the G League as opposed to going to college. And Jalen Green was, you know, fighting for the number one spot on some people's list. If they pan out as rookies and show promise in their first years, we're going to see a lot more guys probably take that route. Now, when you go to college, you know, there's, it's a different game of basketball. So adjusting going straight to the G League and kind of playing NBA basketball right away might be something you see and it's going to be more common because in college they're focused a lot on the team game with it they're still working around I mean obviously there is the Dukes and Kentuckys that kind of let their guys become stars but we really don't see like the 25 30 point game averages in college these guys are just trying to pass the ball around get everyone some reps so I think it's very crucial this next year to see how this G League idea develops and it's ultimately just getting to the point of where we're going to get to one and done all over again or not one and done rather but straight out of high school again I think we're just ultimately going to get our way right back to there because the NBA wants the talent in as fast as possible and Zion Williamson could have been playing the NBA at 16 we saw that man out there so why why not let him go enter the draft and the team take a chance on him I'm glad we're recording on your end of things because me and Platt just watched your blank face uh, for about, I don't know, 15 seconds. So. The best part is we just sat there. We didn't even say anything for a majority of it. Wait, did you get, uh, could so, you hear me? Uh, for the most part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I, I, you're going to have to listen to that part because I was spitting facts. I, I, there's nothing, it was, it, it was nothing but facts the whole time. That's why we didn't interrupt you because you were clearly in your bag. Like, oh, 
Bible. That was some heart. We not gonna say shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh my god. But yes. Yeah, so anyway, I I think it's gonna be very very telling this next season on how we approach the NCAA and how they're gonna take with this name likeness and image thing as well too. Um, and you are right. They're they're definitely going to exploit this uh, a little bit too, and you're gonna see some bullshit like gifts that are you know oh this helps my degree in uh you know computer technology that i am failing everything in and like that oh they don't let them take class like that man they'd be taking like intro into speech writing no yeah like there's no shot no shot if you show show me one college hooper that's a computer science major, fuck that. No way. There's no chance, man. Maybe at MIT. That's about it. There, there's none. Um, there's I mean, the, I, I, just real quick, man. Go I ahead. apologize, Tom. But no, go ahead. I, I feel like the, at this point, man, the NCAA they've got to do something because they're damn near antiquated at this particular point in time. You look at a, a guy like Lamelo Ball or a guy like Luca who's been overseas playing professional ball since they were 16, 17 years old, and how they come into the league, not only are they acclimated to playing against grown-ass men, but it's a, a lot less of an adjustment because they've been professionals for a year or two. So, you know, they, they, they know how to dry clean their own clothes and make sure they got their socks and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm being silly, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, they're just much more acclimated to playing a professional game on this level and it, it shows in their performances absolutely absolutely all right let's do i got one more thing we can talk about before we get to our little game at the end here today is the opening day for the mlb to enforce the ban on foreign substances and sticky substances to be specific and uh as well as the ncaa i'm gonna say Fuck you, MLB. You're, you you managed to make us hate you for punishing cheating because you're so fucking stupid with it by doing it in the middle of the year and then addressing this issue like a couple weeks ago and now making a date where, okay, now we're going to start enforcing the rule that's already existed, but we're going to give it some time. And now on top of it, going to make it ridiculous, like checking them every half inning on if they have substances and shit. Like, way to speed your game up and make it more attainable for audiences, you fucking idiots, dude. They, they uh, already went after DeGrom today, uh, and who did pass. He cleared all of that. Uh, and Look, they, they had to, though. The, the pitching and was so over the top this season. We were getting... Literally the second worst uh, all-time batting average, over uh, like throughout the MLB. That's also partial the to the guys who just want to hit home runs now. It, yeah, and that is part of the the stat line of uh, of baseball, right? The uh, home run or bust, uh, which you know through analytics is the best way to go, but. Uh, I, I don't necessarily mind it. I've been on top of the MLB saying that they needed to address this. I figured they were just going to move the mountain back. Um, but 
it, it looks like they're going to do the foreign substance first on top of moving the mound back. Yeah, yeah, moving the mound back. Sorry, you kind of broke up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a you know these are trillion dollar industries, and the margin of error between winning and losing is so minute. I don't even think the average fan realizes how minute the margin between winning and losing is. That if there's anything that you can do to gain a competitive advantage, you're going to do it. It's just like how the crooks are always one step ahead of the cops. They'll find a way, and as well they should. Fuck it. And, like, and it's worse in baseball than any other sport imaginable. Yeah. Nothing comes close to baseball's level of cheating. It's a dirty game. Just if they're gonna let the you know, just let the guys put on foreign substances and let them shoot up anabolic steroids. I mean, let's fuck it. Just do it. Like at this point, make them sign waivers so they can't sue you and shit, and just let everyone fucking cheat. They, that's what they want to do. You can't you can't say that baseball wasn't better when everybody was roided up and right. ate home runs. Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? Barry Bonds looked like he ate old Barry Bonds. Like, it was way better. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of pitchers and baseball, quick shout-out to Tommy's boy, Bartolo Colon. Did, did you see that? 48 years old, saw the complete game in the Mexican League. Yes. Now, it's just the Mexican League, but you know what? That's big, sexy Bartolo Colon, dog. He's still at it. Yeah, brother. he's he's still working. He's still working. All right, we we are near the end, so let's should we get into our final event, our little game kind of for the evening. So, in honor of the NBA playoffs and how we've enjoyed watching it so much this year, we are going to do a snake style draft on our top five favorite favorite best. Favorite best. Which one is it? The, the best. Okay, best. best NBA players in the playoffs since the year 2000. So the last 20 years, roughly, that's my lifetime. If you didn't know that, Chris, I was born in 2000. And, yeah, so if that made you feel older or not, sorry about that. But... Yeah, I, I feel old as fuck, so <laughs> fuck you very much, sir. There you go. <laughs> So we're going to be naming our style, and I think it's only fair, because Chris is our guest today, that you can get the first pick, but yes. now we have to decide, Dave, are we going youngest to oldest here? You want the third you, pick? You take the second pick. I came up with this idea, so I think it's only fair that you get the second pick. Okay. Okay, fine. So if you want, we can start it up right there. Rules are The only rules are has to be before after 2000 that is it. it can be any player after that you don't have to back it up with anything if you want to great but you know in the all-time players draft charles barkley did select Allen iverson first overall so this is anyone's game right here. <laughs> so we're, we're not uh conformed to or confined to positions and shit like that either no just your nah. fa- your five best just your five best doesn't have to be i don't know are we doing specific years of players like or just the players right i'd say collectively i yeah. think collectively is fair maybe give if their best season years, man, I, yeah. i'm gonna fail this miserably i mean i am 
I'm the whitest white guy around. There's no way I know anything about uh, basketball in specific years. So <laughs> let's go that, with uh, players. That, okay. That's not true, Aesop. You forgot I'm good friends with PC Tunney. I think he's Ooh, the whitest white yeah. guy ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He might be our boss, boss like, technically, life, but... but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> West. De- Delonte wasn't even there yet. Like, <laughs> Delonte was actually an upgrade. But who could have who drugged that team to the NBA Finals other than LeBron James? So I got to start there. Plus, I mean, this is the first year in 10 seasons that he's made the playoffs and didn't make the finals. So, yeah, I got I got to start out with LeBron. Jeez. Uh, great pick, that, obviously. That easily the number one yes. pick. It's not even close. I no, you could you could make an argument for Kobe, though. That's who I'm going to roll with on my number yeah. two pick now. I'm going to take Kobe Bryant. I know him, and he got a lot of, you know, he had Shaq helping him out over there as well. But, man, Kobe, when he won those two with Pau Gasol against, like, the Celtics and the Magic, which is crazy that those were the teams in there, the Magic getting there, Kobe was just an absolute dog in the playoffs. I mean, in, like, his 2002 year, for instance, he was – Averaging 35-5 and five throughout the whole thing. Putting up like 40 points in the finals all day. Kobe was just insane. I think he's it technically is at four titles since 2000 for him. He might have won one before that, but he's got five all time. Kobe is definitely, I think, the number two pick in this situation as well, too. Completely fair. My number three, this is where I get like, it gets a little bit hard. And I have the next two picks. So like that's. That still makes it hard. But I'm going to go with number three. I got to take the, the player that shaped the NBA today. It's got to be Steph Curry mm. at number three. Okay. Uh, that man is an absolute uh, – should be on everyone's Mount Rushmore um, because of, like I said, the way that he personally changed the game. And I, I want – I, I give all my love to Steph Curry. He's probably my favorite player in the league. I was big on this boy coming out of Davidson, and uh, every time that he, he loses, gets kicked out of the playoffs, I do have, like, some small pain in my chest mm. uh, seeing him go. So, yeah, Steph Curry's going to be my number one pick. Number two, though, shit. Um uh, this is this is where things get difficult, and I think I just got to go with the potential. I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant. Okay. Uh, Ke- Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant, dude. It, it, he has been the best player in the league for more than just this year. There have been multiple years where Kevin Durant is the best player, and some reason or another, he. Uh, he finds some way 
to completely amaze me again. Obviously, this past, uh, this offseason, I should, or sorry, postseason, it, it was game two with Harden down and dropping 49 points. It, absolute monster. Kevin Durant has to be my number four, uh, my number two pick. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty solid. I think that's what we're going with. Now, I just don't know who to pick in order to guarantee that my next guy would be here. I, I think, oh, it's really, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to pick his teammate. I'm going to take Shaq. I, I'm going to take Shaq. Won titles with the Lakers. Won a title <laughs> with, the, with the Heat as well. All right, I'm going to take Shaq. He's a stud in some of these playoffs. I mean, he's averaging... In in the 2002 season, he had no he never scored under 34 points the last six games he played. Average 36.8, 13 boards, three assists, three blocks. They were down to Sacramento. They came back. They beat them and then swept the Nets right after too. I think Shaq was the most dominant player in the NBA at a time, and maybe the most dominant player of all time. I'm gonna take him for my second pick. Y'all literally just took my next two picks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to y'all for that. Hey, hey, there you go, Dave. For this one, I'm going to go to the Riverwalk. Since you took Shaq, I'm going to take the second best big man of that era, which is Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That that was where I was faltered on. Do I go with Durant or Tim Duncan? Uh, shit. I, I, you know, I think... Kevin Durant is better overall in the all-time, but in this, like, past 20 years, dude, I don't know how you fault uh, taking Tim Duncan over Kevin Durant. Oh, I'm taking Durant all day, but you can't. I mean, we're, we're, we're picking nits here. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay, right, you, you got the next one, again. too. Yeah, you got the next pick oh, as well. I, I, oh, okay. Interesting. Snake style, okay, snake so style, baby. Next. My next pick. This is interesting. So where do I want to go here with my next pick? Uh, I'm going a little bit out the box here. It's probably not going to make a lot of sense in terms of building a team. But this Mellon Farmer was a dog. Everybody, and this is how I judge NBA players. I judge NBA players by if their peers respect them or not. And this guy is universally loved and respected by his peers. The answer, Allen Iverson. Okay. He's a dog. When it's nut-cutting time, he's not going to be scared. He's not going to come up short. He's going to be right there. And he, the moment's not going to ever be too big for him. And him dragging that Phillies team to the 2001 Finals and the only team that year that took a game off that Lakers team, which was clearly a far and away the best team in that playoff series. What he was able to do with that team, man, like you, you have to give him his props. So I'm going to go Ivo here. All right. Okay. I knew he'd get drafted somewhere in here, just to know where. I am going to go someone a little bit recent, and I'm kind of surprised he lasted this long. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. Like, holy shit. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players in the playoffs the last 10 years for sure. He's got two finals MVPs with two different teams. He probably could have gotten a third one this year if he would have stayed healthy and they did reach the finals to there. 
Kawhi Leonard is nuts in the playoffs. And talking about Dragon teams, that Raptors team is not going nearly, not even close to the finals with no Kawhi Leonard on that team. And I understand that that Warriors team was beaten up, but we were just talking about it. You got to play with what you have. And Kawhi Leonard went up and beat Steph Curry. They had Steph Curry still the whole time. Clay and KD were out, but they did have Steph. And Kawhi Leonard is solidifying himself, I think, as with these playoffs as well, like the second best player in the NBA after Kevin Durant. I think you could argue that point that he's better than LeBron James now. I think those two guys are the top two guys in the league. He just doesn't want to play in the regular season. So even more reason to pick Kawhi Leonard for a playoff draft. Kawhi is a very solid pick. That dude just goes everywhere and and wins. Uh, Now, my next pick, this one I'm surprised that no one picked. How did neither of you pick up Dwayne Wade? Mm. Dwayne Wade. He was next. Dwayne Wade (laughs) was so damn good, especially uh, his first title, the one that he took more more or less by himself. I I mean, that dude, was he a rookie that, that year? Um, I think it was like 06, so he's probably like two, three years in the league. Yeah, uh, but but I mean, he showed serious leadership throughout that that series, and continues with all that going forward, even after they got LeBron and Chris Bosh. Dude, Dwayne Wade is is probably uh is, is someone that doesn't get the the level of credit that he should, and that's crazy when you think about it, because it is Dwayne Wade, right? Like, we love Dwayne Wade. But, again, does not get that level of credit that he absolutely should uh, as far as, like, uh, playoff guys. And the the stature of playoff potential that he is. Okay. Oh, shit. Where do I go from here? Oh, God. (laughs) Um... This is so damn hard. Oh yeah, you got you got two more picks here, baby. I know, I know, and I'm uh, trying to to lay one out is just Paul Pierce driving me. Fuck off, Paul Pierce will never make that. <laughs> For as much as Allen Iverson will never make your list, yeah, that's right, Chris Blad. He will not have taken Allen Iverson. Hates him, in fact. I, uh, I I knew he was gonna get picked. I wasn't gonna pick him. I, I'm not. But, but you, this is your pick now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> shit. Okay, my next pick. I, hear me out. He might not have the title, but him in the playoff is fire. Give me Damian Lillard. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. I like that. Me. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm picking him now is because I can't think of a fifth guy. And <laughs> he was going to be my fifth pick for sure to be like, ooh, drop it in, sprinkles. But Damian Lillard is always fire in the playoffs. He is one of the most clutch shooters of all time, I think. And uh, I, I, it's the fact that he plays on those Portland teams that have basically no one on that squad outside of him and maybe C.J. McCollum. But Damian Lillard is is 
a dog. Yeah, and all he does is send here. people home. All he does. It's all he does is send people home. He is my, yeah, he is my fourth pick. All right, I like that one. I like that one. I am going to go, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build a team here too as well. I'm, you know, I'm also writing our list down because I want to post these on an extra gum right packet right here because that was the closest <laughs> thing I had to me. So, and I'm just doing the initials so because otherwise I'm not going to be able to fit it all either. I'm going to go with one of my favorite players to watch because of how like gross he looked when playing basketball Dirk Nowitzki like come on Dirk he he, I got a seven foot shooter on my team who no one's blocking we're sticking with the theme of leading their teams to finals appearances he had to go up against the Miami Heat team the first year they were assembled with LeBron Dwayne Wade Chris Bosh and he beat him in six I think it was it wasn't even a seven game series Easily was the finals MVP, could not be stopped. He's got a regular season MVP too. I'm I'm loving that pick, Dirk Nowitzki in the fourth. That's going to be my fourth player chosen right now. Well played, sir, because I was going to snatch him up eventually. Like, y'all just keep taking all my shit. But <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to build a team as well. And you see I'm going for gritty, I'm going for gutty, and this guy is the personification of that. I need another guard. I'm going Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, it's going to give you everything you possibly need for him. He's going to be able to defend multiple positions. And I mean, as it stands right now, y'all motherfuckers not going to be able to score against my four right now. I got Kobe on my team. Come on, man. And Shaq. (laughs) What? I'm not scoring? What are you talking about? Yeah, because it it ended so well the first time, right? Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. You got you got one more pick and you got to finish this off right here. All right, Ben Simmons. I'm kidding. I'm oh kidding. shit! <laughs> this is tough, man. Because I got I'm, I'm trying to build a team, so I got my backboard. I got Ivo. I got Butler. We gonna throw LeBron at the three. You can play Tim at the four or the five. So I need another front court guy. All right, who am I going to pick for a front court guy? Number one, it's honorable mention to Robert Ori because I wanted to pick him so bad, mm. but I, I can't justify it. But honorable mention to him. I, I was really going to go get Dirk for my four, and, and Thomas fucked that shit up. <laughs> um, one more. I need one more guy. I can't go Bosch. We're going 2000s and up. 2000. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Damn okay. It. Okay. Yeah. Easy enough. Another guy similar to Jimmy Buckets. He's a Swiss Army knife type of guy. He can defend. He can score if you need him to. He'll be the the vocal leader of the team, and he got that dog in him, just like Ivo, just like Jimmy. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with that five, man. That yeah, solid five, solid five. Yeah. I'm I need a point guard right now. I I got everything else. Looks like I need a point guard. I'm going to honorable mention my guy, Chris Paul, as well. Because of this year being his first year of playoff success, pretty much. I mean, other than that one year with Houston, I'm going to penalize him a little bit for that. So I'm not going to put him on my list. Now, this next player is probably not, well, not probably, definitely not as good as Chris Paul, but has had some playoff success in the past. 
and a little bit recently, and he's still playing today, I'm taking Rajon Rondo as the point guard right now. When he was in Boston, was a stud for him over there. Played a really big role in LA's run last year, I think. Bigger than most people saw as a role player for them. And if he's going to give me the numbers like he was in Boston at the time, where he was just a walking triple-double with this team, and talk about scoring on my team, other than Dirk's liability, I'm happy with Rondo playing defense, too. Playoff Rondo's a real thing. That's a solid pick. And on Chicago, you forget when he was in Chicago. Yeah. He, he was big oh, for their oh, Chicago he when he was playing. That year when they were going up, was it Boston they were going up against? If he didn't get hurt that year, they would have won that series. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I need a big guy. Last pick here, Dave. I know, I don't know where to go with this, but I need a big man. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Kendrick Perkins. Man, you better shut up. Uh, I, I, you know, a good, a good, like honorable mention on my end is Anthony Davis. Mm. I think okay. Anthony Davis is a, a solid pick. I, he just doesn't have the same type of run uh, as far as like overall career. I, I think. I, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I think I'm gonna go with Dwight Howard. Oh, okay. Dwight, I wrote him on here. I did write him on here. You know what? And that's a little shaky on my end just because Dwight Howard, you know, doesn't have, like, a, collectively a good run. But, dude, Dwight Howard in 2009 is insane. Uh, Dwight Howard was actually pretty damn good last year to help those Lakers win that title. And, uh, you know, I not that he, he wouldn't have won it for him. Or, uh, like, they needed him to win it. But I think Dwight Howard has to be my guy. He is defense, uh, defensive, like, first team all time. Um, and I needed the big center in the middle. I, I'm going to take Dwight Howard for my last pick. Yeah. That's not a horrible pick, but do you really trust Dwight Howard when it's nut-cutting time? No, but <laughs> when I need a center – you know what? And if I'm going off of the last 20 years, uh, I think he's the one that I have to go with. You know, I could could have realistically done Anthony Davis, but I, I just don't think he has. Bro, bro, we got Shaq missing? and Duncan. We got Shaq and Duncan. Yeah, really you know, Dwight, Dwight Howard in the Magic. Well, Dwight, uh, <laughs> like, on the Magic, on the Magic, Dwight Howard was amazing. Probably one of the top five players in the NBA right here. Obviously is like, Definitely dropped off. But my last pick did too, so I don't hate it. A little bit of a throwback pick, but I, I don't know. I don't know who you pick, I guess. You could have said Jokic, but he sucks in the playoffs. You got to have a little bit of playoff success, and he made a he made a finals appearance by himself and has a ring now too. So I'm okay speaking with it, of, Dave. Speaking of drop-off, dude, you know, Platt took Jimmy Buckets, who was non-existent in the playoffs <laughs> this season. So oh, I didn't say I was taking 2021 Jimmy Buckets. Like well, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't say I was taking uh, 2021 Dwight Howard. You got to take a blonde red Dwight. <laughs> oh, good God! <laughs> Please no. You know what? I might as well just change my answer to Nicholas Claxton. Oh fuck uh, that! No, you'll get. We'll end this shit right now. That's it. That's it. Well, look. You know, it was either him. I could have taken like Pau Gasol. Which wouldn't have been a bad one either, but... I wish you would have took Pau Gasol with our teams. What the... <laughs> Come on. 
Yeah, I, I think defensively, though, Dwight Howard is so much better than all the available options. And, I, I, again, I like my team. I like my pick. Yeah, well, you know what? We'll do a little poll with it on our Twitter page. Maybe we can bump it out to another one. Uh, we'll post our teams. We'll we'll have the fans decide who has the best team from right there. And, uh, but yeah, that's about it for our episode right here. That was a lot of fun. Chris, thank you for joining us. You are welcome anytime. It was awesome to have you on for us. I hope you had a good time. I don't know. I think me and Dave spoke speaking for him, but a lot of fun to add a third voice on to here. Oh, hold on, hold on. We're getting close, but we still got to do some quick hits. Oh, yeah. I don't have a lot. So you oh. you rattle yours off. You rattle yours off first. First up, Madden 22 is going to be Brady and Mahomes on the cover. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, Aaron Rodgers is sick as fuck. Sick as fuck, man. Yeah, definitely definitely a snub. You know what, though? At least they're the uh, Super Bowl teams again. They did that with, uh, what was that, Fitzgerald and Palomalu, like in 2000-whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't really care about that. Next up, Jimmy Kimmel. Did you hear this? Yeah, Jimmy he's going to sponsor a game. Go. The L.A. Bowl. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> he is actually going to be the sponsor bowl game uh, for the number one team in the Mountain West and the number five team in the Pac-12 next whoa, 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 year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, we're going to – next year, in 2022, we're going to get a Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Yes. Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, baby. Yep. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Oh, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. Shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. That's fucking hilarious. All right, and uh, I think my last one has to go to uh, American track runner Shelby Houlihan. <laughs> she took to Instagram to talk about a positive steroid test. Do you know what she blamed? Uh, a pork burrito. Yikes. She blamed a positive steroid test on a pork burrito. Ugh. Y'all better get that swine out y'all diet. <laughs> I, dude, I'm sorry. Also, it's Shelby Houlihan. Who the hell is that? Yes. I don't even know who that is. Like, Only Patch is a Houlihan. That's all we know on this one right here. Y'all not here for Shelly O'Houlihan. That is a glorious name. Shalil? He wasn't even her name. That's why. It was Shelby. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's made up the name. <laughs> like, the, the, you know, she's trying to make a name for herself, right? Just come out and admit that you took steroids. Right. And that way, that way you, your name gets in the papers or something. And I just learned how to say Ananakupo this year, Tom, so give me a break. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, Chris, fair enough. All right, I'll put out some quick hits real quick. I have breaking news, by the way. Like, right during this, I went to, I just wanted to say, I went to look some stuff up real quick because I didn't have too many quick hits, and this is big breaking news. Raiders DN Carl Nassib, 17 minutes ago, becomes the first active NFL player to come out as gay. Right now. So, that was really big on him. Cool for Pride Month, I know, as well. I just looked it up. It just came out right now. And that's a big deal, especially... For, you know, we had the Michael Sam situation that happened. How long ago was that? I mean, that's probably 10 years ago almost now. But yeah, and Michael Sam was terrible. Let's just be 
honest. Right, Carl Nassib is a legit player. I mean, he was pretty yeah. pretty good name, big name. So that's a big deal right now. I wanted to talk about Ryan Krauser. Probably don't know the name right now, but you might have saw the video. Record shot put at the Olympic trials this week. Threw a 16-pound shot put, 76 feet. Holy Jesus. shit. That's wow. what, yeah, yeah. How many pork burritos did he eat? Yeah, exactly. Just holy <laughs> shit, man. That's a grown-ass man. The record stood for 31 years, and he broke it. Last thing I wanted to say, Dave, your boy, Bob Baffert, he cannot escape me, okay? Anytime, <laughs> I never heard of this guy before you even brought him up. But now the team I'm working for over here, the Arroyo Seco Saints, um, was just talking to one of my bosses over there who doesn't do this full time. He also works in the education field, and his son, or but rather Bob Baffert's uh, child, goes to the school he works at. He told me that, and I was. He said, "You know who Bob Baffert is?" I'm like, "Son of a bitch, I do now because of this." So I cannot escape yeah. Bob Baffert and his horse racing legacy that he is putting on right now. Say. Is it Bob Baffert, the the dude that that breeds all the horses? And yes. Stuff like yeah, that? I had no idea who this was before yeah. that, because who I, I I don't know. I'm more of a D Wayne Lucas guy myself. But okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. We can. Yeah, that's our not, next not, draft. Not not D D period Wayne Lucas. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. Uh, that's our quick hits. That's our show for this evening. Thank you guys uh, for listening, if you made it this far. Thank you again, Chris Platt, for joining us this evening. You are welcome any any time after now. Um, Make sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, and, of course, on TheChairShot.com. I'm a carne asada guy. Peace. You want to fuck with the TV screen on and light a cigarette in the back? Keeping the video private, she wanna put this shit on a net. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.